want to let you know that I am delighted today uh, to have Dr. Mohan and his wife with us today in church. Uh, you may not be familiar uh, with his ministry and with their ministry, but I want to let you know that they come from Chennai, India, and uh, God has brought just an amazing revival to their church, an amazing growth. Just to put this in context, every weekend they have somewhere between 40 and 50,000 people that worship with them. Okay? So we have a thousand here today. We are known as a small group in their church, okay? All right? But think about that 40 to 50,000 on any given weekend in India. Um, the church 40 years ago, they just got it going. Uh, small group, we went knocking on doors, uh, 100 people, seven more joined them. It just, it grew from there, and it's been an incredible journey. In addition to that, um, he's the superintendent over all the churches in the Assemblies of God in India, thousands of them. So he's spiritually responsible for them and uh, helping to reach a nation that has over 1.2 billion people. I mean, I think America has about 330 million. China, or India has over 1.2 billion and so uh, we just are thankful for him. He, he preaches all day long on Sunday. He starts with a 5 a.m. service. Think about that. 5 a.m. You know, you're like, not a chance. Never going to have it. I know, I know. But they start at 5 a.m., just go all day long and preach. You know this? He told me this. For 28 years, he's lived in the church. Lived in the church. His home is in the church as part of a, basically like a classroom, and they've converted it into his home. Think about that. This man is a, an apostle. He's a leader. He's someone that wants to do something great for God. He's the one that dreamt up the plan to start 25,000 churches in one effort. That's the biggest goal ever in the history of the church. Since Jesus left this earth and said, build my church, no one has ever had a dream bigger than doing 25,000 churches in one concentrated effort. So I'm delighted to work with him and to help him. When I'm out traveling, many of the times that I'm traveling, I'm out raising money for him. I accepted the challenge to help raise $4 million. Uh, so when I travel, I'm out speaking, trying to raise money to plant churches in India. And uh, he has the hard part. He is raising up the men and women that are willing to lay down their life and to go to 600,000 villages and start a church there. So it's with my joy and honor to welcome uh, Dr. Mohan to our pulpit. Can you welcome him to River Valley Church? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You may be seated. Thank you. It's a great joy and honor for me to come and share the word of God with you in this final service. And I want to thank uh, your pastor and his wife and the pastoral team over here for inviting me to come and share the word of God with you. I came for the district council meeting they put me in a hotel. It's a nice hotel, but uh, your pastor said, you must stay in a good hotel. <laughs> so I'm staying in Mall of America, the big <laughs> hotel I really enjoy. And I'm busy with all these days. Tomorrow I may go around and see how it is. And uh, this is the first time my wife could come to Minnesota. To see, 
the snow. You are fed up with that snow, but we really enjoy. But we are fed up with the heat in India. You all come over there, we come here and enjoy for some time. You are a generous church and standing with a vision for India to reach millions of billions of people. You know, in India, we've obeyed the first commandments from the Bible, be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> when I come here, I don't see people at all. I'm fed up. I see only cars and things like that. But when you come to India, everywhere you see people. The living souls are there. And that is why God puts us over there and uh, uh, I come here and pray with you. I want to see your nation must be blessed, revived back again. The revival must come. Amen. For that purpose, you must join with your pastor and this church. It's a li lively church. You know, sometimes I go to some churches in states it's almost dead church. But you have a lively church, lively worship, and the presence of God is here. And you have got a wonderful leadership. We go through little problems, but don't worry about that, problems. I have gone through problems in my life like anything. You know, recently... The government came and took over our property. It's about 35 acres of property. They said, this belongs to the government. They came with police. They came with all the media people. It flashed in the medias and the newspapers. And other church people were also happy. Because our church is growing, people will be jealous of our church. But we prayed. That's a time we must. I saw in my church. That's a time people joined their hearts together. They came with unity. They, they stood with us and prayed like anything. 24 hours, 21 days, 72 hours prayer. What happened is. These people who came against us. Three officials were against us. All of them are dismissed from their job last month. And we got back our land. Praise God. Hallelujah. God does miracles. That is what Jesus is alive today. How many of you believe? Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Our God is alive. Satan may come and trouble us, but he's a defeated for. He's already under our feet. Jesus is alive. The church is alive. God has called us to live a life like Jesus. One day we are going to go to heaven not to see the gold and silver. Gold and silver are going to come under our feet on the road. 
but we are going to see Jesus. As we are going to meet him, we will be like him. We want to be like Jesus. That is why you face a lot of problems. That is why God puts us in a family with people. You know, India people think, you know, if you don't get married, you will go to highest place in heaven. But I see if you get married only, you will go to the higher place. Because marriage only helps us to become holy. Some people think marriage is hell. No, it is heaven. It is heaven. I enjoy family. It's heaven. Dear people of God, you must have a heaven on earth. So let us go to the word of God. Kindly pray for us continuously. I have uh, three children, two boys and one girl. My oldest son is 40 years old, but I don't look like an old man. (laughs) I am very young. But we have five grandchildren and uh, we have 85 to 100 pastors in our church and uh, another uh, 100 people work in our church and uh, it's very easy to handle 40,000 people but it's very difficult to handle 100 pastors. (laughs) Please pray. Please pray for us that we will have a good team and work for God. Please uh, turn your Bibles uh, to the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 24. Matthew, chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, puts them into practice, is like a wise man built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose. And the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. You must build an unshakable life. Secondly, you must build an unshakable family. Thirdly, we must build an unshakable church. It's very difficult to live a Christian life. It is not a bed on the rose. It is like a thorn in the flesh. Because there is flesh and the spirit that fights often together. We want to do good things. We are all good people because we are created by the image of God. But there is a flesh. The whole world is inside this flesh. When the temptation comes, this flesh and the mind consented with each other. We fall into sin. 
Many people outside, they look like a holy people. But inside, it's rotten. All kinds of bad things comes out of us. When we come to church, you look like angels. <laughs> but when you go to your home, you look like a devil. <laughs> Why such things happen? Because we hear the word of God, but we don't practice the word of God. We forget the word of God. You know, my, one of my friends preaches well with all good points. And the next Sunday he came to church and asked the people, what was the message last Sunday? Everybody was so quiet. Nobody stood up and said anything. Then he took his wife for a lunch and said, honey, why don't you tell what was the message that I preached? And she said, I wanted to raise my hand, but I also forgotten. <laughs> then she asked her husband, honey, tell me what was your message last Sunday? He said, I have forgotten. That is why I asked. <laughs> the, 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 you know, we don't forget many things in our life. If somebody speak very wrong words to us, we keep it for years. It doesn't go out. But when you hear the word... You forget it because Satan's main work in the church is when you hear the word, you go to sleep. But when you eat ice cream, you don't go to sleep. <laughs> but when you hear the word, you go to sleep. Your thoughts goes out all over the world. It travels. You don't listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and, and the Holy Spirit is working with you, but you forget the word of God. Satan comes and picks the word immediately. That is why we have to be careful when we listen to the word of God, voice of God. The prophetic word comes to you. Keep that word and let it grow. Let it give hundredfold result. Bible all, you know, in the Old Testament, there are a lot of laws. But nobody obeyed. Nobody became perfect. You can't follow the Old Testament people. If you go to, go to David, David, you sang many songs. You go and ask him, I don't want to commit any adultery. Would you please help me, David? David say, I have myself fallen into that. I can't help you. Go to, go to the prophet in Old Testament. Elijah, I am depressed. Please help me to, to be encouraged. He will say, I am I'm a depressed fellow. I was running away from, from a lady called Jezebel. I wanted to die. I can't help you. You cannot follow anyone from the Old Testament, but you can follow the Lord Jesus Christ. He's our wonderful example because he came with the truth and also with the grace. What is grace? Grace helps you. Grace will lift you up. 
and grace will help you to follow the truth that is why in the new testament the holy spirit that god has given to us because the truth and the holy spirit and the grace help us to live a life of christ on this earth practice the word of god what are the word that you want to practice it is in matthew chapter 5 and 6 and 7 this is the doctrine of jesus christ he called his disciples and spoke to him spoke to them about this wonderful truth you should not be shaken you must build a strong life that is what it says in acts of the apostles chapter 2 verse 25 it says i saw the lord always before me because he is at my right hand i will not be shaken you must keep the lord always before you you must keep the word of god inside your heart always that is what you will not be shaken you know we don't pray much these days because we have phones we have tvs you know the american football <laughs> the american baseball it takes all of your time in india we see cricket they play five days from morning till american people will never see that game because they play for five days who is going to sit five days and see that so now they have reduced to t20 that means 3 hours time it will be over but cricket is the religion of our country all people go and see waste their time <laughs> they don't spend one minute with god you know we don't spend enjoy god in prayer because we don't have encounter with god i met one particular person he is not a full time worker he is a professor man he gets up 12 o'clock in the midnight pray till morning 9 o'clock then he goes for work i said how in the world it happens to you you know he came to my house he was praying i said how how it's possible he said i have 300 workers in my church to pray for me full time that i must pray like this that is why he was able to pray he he has written 100 books on prayer before he writes the book 500 hours of prayer goes before writing those books when you read those books it touches your heart the holy spirit really at work dear people of god we must spend time with god and practice the word of god Shall we lift our hand and pray one minute? Shall we lift our hand that you will commit your life to pray more with God? And you will listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit these days. God is going to transform your life, transform your family, transform your church. Dear people of God, we must see the revival back to our nation. we must pray for our president over here that he will see jesus 
we must see that the holy spirit revival will come back when you spend time with the lord that is what the holy spirit wants to speak to you this morning everyone say amen amen, amen. take time with the lord take time with the word listen to the voice of the holy spirit and obey that you will have an unshakable life if your life is shaking today if you are backslidden christian this morning come back to the lord hunger and thirst for righteousness we hunger for steak I like your steak. It's very juicy and soft and nice. So beautiful. We always eat rice like a mountain it is. This mountain will vanish within 5 minutes time. But your steak is so nice. But dear people of God, we must be hunger and thirst. for righteousness sake that is what the bible says do you have a hunger for god to see and meet with him that is what it needed of this hour that is what god wants to bring a transformation in your life listen and obey what the word of the lord says to you i i i i really like your church your pastor preaches a practical messages some people always talk about prosperity you enjoy prosperity one day you are going to die and go to hell prosperity is nice when dollars comes let it let it come but let it be a servant let it not be a master for you and give to the lord that is why god gives to you you know one day i told my church i'm going to build the church you know in india people they don't have money in their hand in the bank but they have money gold in their nose in their ears in their neck in their fingers in all over i told them i'm going to take a gold offering don't bring any dollar any paper offering i challenged them from the old testament i i made a very big offering box with all gold gl- glittering i printed a very big offering cover with all gold ornaments i prayed for one month with the church so that they they will release the gold out of their ears and the nose it's very tight there it must be released <laughs> for that you, you need lot of prayer <laughs> i put two bodyguard also there <laughs> because it's a gold offering so i preached and I, i i thought people are not going to give gold because it's very costly it is all 24 karat gold pure gold i tell you on one offering i got 12 pounds of gold God did a miracle. Dear people of God, obey what God says to you and you will live in a burnt and life, a blessed life. That is why God gives us money, 
and gold and silver. It all belongs to God. It doesn't belong to us. Dear people of God, preach the truth and live by the truth and you will see an unshakable life. A life that you will enjoy. You will not see, oh, I'm, when I'm going to die, why you should die? You should live for Christ. Many people don't enjoy their life. But when you live for Christ, that's the greatest life. It's an overflowing life. It's a joy that comes into your life. You'll enjoy a personal relationship with Christ. The second thing is, build a strong family. Families are shaken. Before marriage, people love each other very much. Before marriage, they spend a lot of time talking with them, each other. Before marriage, the husband says, I will give my blood to you. But after marriage, they will take the blood out of you. <laughs> Before marriage, you enjoy, you know, oh, what a, what a, what a, what a love and things like that. Buying gifts and everything. After marriage, living, the first month is a honeymoon month. The second month, it's a bitter moon month. <laughs> and the love really goes off. Then, hey, what, is, what is the family? Somehow they live for some time, then they want to divorce, want to marry somebody else, thinking that wife will be a better wife. She will be a devil. You have lost the first love and really tell you, you be careful in America. In the, we have to be careful in India. You know, in our city, there are 6,000 divorce cases going on. Because one side, they love with each other. The second side, they divorce. Marriage is not like that. Marriage must become stronger every day. Every day it should become stronger and stronger. How to, how to have a strong family? Get together and pray. 365 days that you are eating. At least one day you take fast and pray. Don't take Daniel fast. Daniel fast is eating and praying. <laughs> but at least you pray at least one day without any food. You will not die. I, I tell you that uh, I, sometimes I go for fast for 10 days without eating anything, just drinking. I tell you, I feel very strong. I, dear people of God, pray together and you will have a strong family. Communicate with each other very well. Talk to each other. Spend time with your wife. Spend time with your husband. Talk to him. When you are upset with him, tell him, I don't like you because of these things. But 
change yourself. You know, two things are very essential. Wife must respect the husband. You know, husband always like respect. Respect him. Bible says call him as a master. Don't call him as a fool. Don't call him as some, some, some other name. Master, he's your master. He's an angel of God. Sometimes he looks like an angel, sometimes he looks bad, but, but you are just with him. He, he's an angel of God. Love your wife, take care of her. You know, when you are sick, you know, all the, all the gents, including myself, when we are sick, we, we think that we are going to die. And call my wife, bring me that and this and that. Give me that medicine. Give me water. I'm, I'm going to die. You will not die, sir. But that wife, that wife, she works very hard. When she is sick, she works very hard and do everything. Then he comes and sleeps and helps you also. Dear people of God, love each other. There will be a lot of, uh, you know, differences between us. You take myself, I'm a, I'm a people person. I laugh with people. I move with people. I spend time with people. If you tell me to preach, I'll preach anytime. But uh, my wife is a totally different person. She will not come and talk with you immediately. She will think, who are you? Why should I talk with you? What is what, is what I have to do? I have other things to do in my home. So everything must be neat and clean in the home. For me, it's not like that. I, I, I will take the Bible, I will put it somewhere there, but for her, everything must be neat and clean. So I must learn about it, adjust with that, and we enjoy life. She is a good preacher also. When I am not there, she preaches. In India, women preachers, they don't accept. But I told the church, my wife is a good preacher, better listen to her. So they listen. <laughs> she preaches better than me. Because, because I have to tell her two days ahead of time or one week ahead of time to preach. So she sits and prepares it very well. I don't need any, any notes. I can preach without notes. But she has to do it everything properly, perfectly. We are different people. That is why God puts us together to have a balanced life that you will enjoy your family. Shall we lift our hand and pray, Lord, that we will enjoy our family. There are some problems that you face. You are totally discouraged in many times in your family life. But God is going to revive your family. God is going to bless your children. God is going to bless your generation. Dear people, your generation is going to be blessed because you are praying together, you are living together in unity. Even though there are problems and confusion and chaos that the Satan brings into your family, but the Holy Spirit is there to help you. He will solve all the problems within no time. But God is going to unite you, your heart and spirit today in a beautiful way, in a burdened way that God is going to bless your family. 
stay together and pray together. Build a strong family together to be a great example for your generation. God will bless you. Everyone say amen. Amen. Thirdly, build a strong church. I came to the city called Chennai, Madras. There, in the year 1973, Assemblies of God told me to take over a people with 100, you know, the church with 100 people. I went there. The executive committee was there. And I went there to take over the church, city church. When they were about to install me as a pastor, the whole church stood up. We don't want this young pastor in this church. They rejected me. What an installation service it was. <laughs> but I was not affected by that because I prayed, Lord, if it is your will, do it. Otherwise, I don't want to be in that church. There was a crusade. I got 125 addresses in my hand. Then I visited 125 people. Finally, I found one place. It's very difficult to get a place there. As I was walking on the road, Holy Spirit came upon me and said, this is the house. I jumped over the fence and touched Touched that house and prayed. God gave me that house. Started with seven people. Then I've gone through a lot of difficulties. One time, a cyclone came and destroyed our building. The Hindu man gave me that place, told me that he was praying to his gods and goddesses to send fire or a cyclone. Because he said, the way you people worship, it creates problem in the community. So he prayed for a cyclone. He said, God has answered my prayer. And I begged him, sir, give me three more months that I will go somewhere. He said, get out of my house. I came down out of his house, putting my head like this with tears. I don't know where to go because it was a Friday night. It happened. Sunday, I need to have a place. That's the time the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Son, lift up your head. I am a living God. I will prove myself that I am a living God to this man. I, God spoke to me very clearly. I went and prayed for nine months to get a place. Six months I prayed. In the night, nine o'clock to twelve o'clock. And God Spoke to me after six months. He said, I have given you a place on the main road. Stop praying. Start praising me for three months. I started to praise God for three months. After that, one man came and showed me a place. It, is all, it was on the main road. I got that place and started a building. Fire came one day. Destroy the whole building. And God said, you're building not with other materials that can be burned. Build strong people for me. I tell you, God blessed me. And we built the church. That is where 40,000 people can meet there. And we are worshiping God. Then God spoke to me. 
I'm going to extend your court. Believe for me. I will give you the place. And then we bought about 40 acres of land. Land is very costly over there. I tell you. But God supplied all of our needs. Our people are not rich, but they are poor. But they are willing to give to the Lord. Dear people of God, this is what God has built that church. You know, in spite of all the problems that we go through, God is there. He is a living God. You come to church here, build this church. Stand with the vision of the pastor. Do something for God. Don't come and sit in the same chair and break the chair. You are not called to come and break the chair. You must be actively involved because you are a body of Christ. We must work together, appreciate each other, love each other, live as a family, support the mission worker as God is going to bless you. God will definitely bless you as you come together. Win souls for Christ. Pray for your pastor. I have about 600 people praying for me on a daily basis. I beg them to pray because always devil target the leaders. Devil always target the pastors and their family. You must pray for your pastor. You must pray for their family, for their wife and the children. You must pray. You know, in my in my in, in my family, one day my son was kidnapped by gang. They wanted to kill him. They were demanding a lot of money from, from him. Let your father come and give us money. We will release you. He was five hours. He was struggling. And God spoke to him, don't speak anything to these people. You begin to speak in unknown tongue slowly. As he was speaking in unknown tongue, the presence of God came over there inside that place. And they said, we will cut your ears. We will cut your hand. But we are not able to do anything. You are something different here. And they released him. Dear people of God, we need prayers. Church people must pray for pastors and their family and for their children and for the vision of the church. That is the call. You will build a strong church. You will reach nations. You may be sitting here as you, all the money that you invest into mission is reaching nations and thousands of people. Would you commit your life for prayer in the church and also pray for your pastor and the family. How many of you are going to commit yourself just to pray five minutes for your pastors? Would you please lift your hand and pray for his family and the vision and back him up. The presence of God will come behind. You will see the blessing. Shall we all close our eyes and pray? Commit your life to Jesus, a personal life. If you are living just normal life, God is going to change you. And spend time with the Lord in prayer, in the word of God. Build a strong family. If there's any problem, talk with each other. Settle it by the grace of God. Build a strong church for the Lord to touch the nation. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, I pray for these dear people as they are committing their life today, this morning. I stretch forth my hand with the authority of the Lord that they will be a great blessing to the church and the nation. The, the River Valley Church, O oh God, 
will come to a stage. This, this place will be extended so beautifully. Thousands and thousands of people are going to come at your feet. You are going to bless this church and this church will become a great testimony to the nations and you will bless each and every one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone say, Amen. Amen. Amen.